Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. How about them lions? How about them, folks? I, I bet all my audience thought I was going to say, how about them Christians or something like that? Nope. How about them lions? Total carnal. Totally feasting on the carnality of the lions right now. Oh, but it's a great feast. I, I, I'm at that table. And I'm, I'm feasting heavy, ladies and gentlemen. We can't feast in real life right now. This might be the fasting. first... You but, just had to make it spiritual. <laughs> but no, I, I'm fasting at that at that lion's table, baby. Feasting at the lion's feasting, table. Feasting, yes. Yeah, so I'm feasting. I'm getting my you lunch mixed up. You are fasting at the Green Bay Packers table. Oh, my gosh. Feasting. I would hate to be at that table right now. I was at the gas station this morning after I dropped my kids off at school. Yeah. I was so, on so low on fuel, I had to do a like detour just to get gas. Right. Because there's no gas station between me and the school, so I had to go out of my way to get gas. And I pulled into the gas station, and the... I pull up to the the pump, and the car in front of me has a Go Pack Go sticker on its windshield in the back. And I spit on his car (laughs) when I was pumping gas. No, I didn't. (laughs) But I was like, oh, all the years it was great to be a Packers fan, except this one year. Not this year. It just doesn't seem like a great year to be a Packers fan. No, but, man, it's a great year to be a Lions fan. This was the first – Season, ever, in my, I'm gonna I'm gonna honestly say, maybe the second season ever in my lifetime. Yeah, where I feel like excited for the next season to start. Right, because whenever the season ends, you're just like, Good that was, Lord, that was such an emotional depression. I say that was an emotional roller coaster that ended just in pain. The roller coaster. Was a bad roller coaster. <laughs> it mainly never went up. <laughs> it just stayed flat and slow. Yeah. And exactly. every now and then gave you a dumb little turn where you're like, that's it. <laughs> so then, but so you usually are like, I'm not ready for the depression again. I, I could, I need a break from the lions. But the season ends and you're like, I want the next game now. Yeah. I want more victories. Now. I mean, they, they win with a, they end with a winning record, mm-hmm. nine and eight. Which is was way better than I thought they were gonna do. Yep. It's be, and it's way better than last year. Yep. They beat the Packers twice, and they beat them at home at Lambeau for the last game of the season. Yep. Jamal Williams breaks Barry Sander Barry Sanders touchdown record in the last game of the season. It's all these positive notes. But it's everything is great. I hope that our audience is into sports because we are <laughs> we're going off on sports right now. If they're not, I'm sorry for everybody who's not a sports fan. It's just it's happening. It's this is what's going on this week in our lives, and we're yeah. talking about it. And also, how about this awesome weather? Awesome weather. And this is bizarre weather, is no. what I called it. It's bizarre. Wrong adjective. Um, awesome. It's it's bizarre. So here's here's why I'm. I don't w- say you hate <laughs> this. Don't say you hate this. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right. This is. I feel like this is Bob Ross all over again, where you're immediately projecting that I hate something when I'm, I never said that. I can't believe you don't like Bob Ross. <laughs> That's not what I said. Oh. I do like Bob Ross. I mean, come on. Uh, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole again. 
Um, but okay, so here's what the, the little bit of beef I have with this weather right now is it's great for like taking walks. Me and my wife took a hike the other day. It was beautiful. Love that part of the weather. Do you love your wife? Yeah, absolutely. Good. But it's annoying a little bit because the lakes and everything are all frozen. No, they're not. But the big lakes are all frozen. Really? They're all, all like the little rivers and, and some of the ponds are thawed out. Wow. If you drive back uh, by like, like Kent Lake and everything, like, all the big lakes, they're all frozen. But they're only like half frozen or like the ice is really thin. So yeah. you, you can't go ice skating. You can't go ice fishing. There's no snow. You can't go sledding. Can't snowmobile. You can't on snowmobile. It. You can't like my parents have a four wheel. We do our four wheeler. We four wheel in the snow. Can't do that. But I also can't do anything that I normally do when there's no snow in the spring. Like I can't go fishing. <laughs> That's mainly the big thing is I can't go fishing. You can't throw the reel off the off the dock. <laughs> no, it's just there's just like an inch of ice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I love I love the the warmness. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife have been out taking walks. I've actually I've been doing a prayer walk every single morning since we started fasting, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been walking. I love the beautiful weather for my walks in the morning. Mm-hmm. I just I'm like oh, I wish the ice was. I wish we had snow so I could do snow sports. Yeah. Or I wish it, the ice was thawed and I could go fishing. I don't have anything to enjoy the <laughs> snow sport sports stuff. I don't own that stuff. It's like I don't have a. a I got a sled. <laughs> I got a sled. Yeah, so you can slide down a hill. I can sled down a hill, and that's fun. I do enjoy that. Yeah. I do. But there's a lot of work when the snow falls. That's true. It's My, my driveway is big. Yeah, you got a big driveway. It's a lot of work to clear it, and there has just – there's just – so when the snow starts falling, I'm out in the yard shoveling. I'm out in the driveway shoveling a lot, just clearing snow. Yeah, I'm, I, I will I'm say so that. I'm so happy that I'm not doing that right now. I So this is the first year that obviously we lived in our house, and we have, like, a whole parking lot for our driveway. Yeah, You're not and planning on, like, clearing the whole thing, are you? No, like, but I still I wanted to clear a decent section of it so we could get our cars in and, and move them out, and, and a few other cars could fit in there. Yeah. So the first decent snow we had, it wasn't a lot. It was, like, four inches or something like that. Yeah. But I was out there. I was shoveling for, like, 45 minutes to an hour, and I – watched and my my heart rate was up higher than when I do a workout. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was I was sweating and working so hard yeah. just to shovel my driveway. Mm-hmm. So I understand <clears throat> I understand that for sure. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, man. I mean if it was if it was if it will stay this is what's annoying about the weather is it's like thirty eight, which is beautiful yeah. right now. But then it gets down into like the twenties. So every morning everything is iced over again. Yep. And if it would just stay at like 32, we could get a few days and some lakes would thaw. I, I'm dead serious. I'd go fishing in January if the lakes were thawed. Yeah. But they're not. There's, there's just too much ice to go to do anything. So yeah, that's, that's, where my, that's where my beef is, is right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, 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 we never get this weather. It's true. I don't actually, I don't ever remember a January in my life that has been like this. And every single time that you listen to the weather report, whether it's on the radio or it's the TV or you're just checking your app on your phone, yeah, they always say really unusually warm weather and it's not changing anytime soon. And yep. I'm like, it just brings joy to my heart. <laughs> oh, I, I hope it continues, and I hope I hope in like February the lakes are thawed. I, I'll go fishing in February. If they're thawed in February, uh, that's going to be an early spring. Yeah, we might have the issue though that we had a few years ago, like ten years ago. 
where everything was really warm. Yep. And do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. And everything bloomed. Yep. And then in April, we got a hard frost and a snow. Yeah. <clears throat> and it killed all the plants. I know. The farmers were upset. The farmers were upset. I wasn't too upset about it. I wasn't uh, a farmer then. The blueberries were don- <laughs> gone. Right? Apples were gone. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, oh well. I don't know. I'm not in control of the weather. I'm not in control of the weather. I I'm just, just living enjoy in it. it. I'm just enjoying it. So, sue me. <laughs> no, don't no, sue me. No, don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> the office. Office quote. Yep. Love it. Yep. All right. Well, Pastor Luke, let, let, let's get into our topic today. All right. Our, our main topic. I'm ready to jump in. I'm, I'm mm. ready to get into this. And uh, we were talking about what to talk about. And there's a, a book that I'm reading right now, and it's a great book by Louis Giglio. We've actually talked a little bit about it on a different podcast, a number of podcasts ago, uh, called Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. And he brought up a, a really interesting point uh, in, the, in the part of the book I'm reading, and he just kind of touched on something, and I was like, oh, that's so good. I feel like that's so rich. I want to kind of just marinate in that a little bit. And so I brought it up to you. It felt like I wanted to talk about this mm-hmm. on the podcast. So he's talking about the spiral of sin or the sin spiral mm. that people can just kind of go down and down and down. And once sin's got you, it wants to pull you down and mm. down and down and down. Yeah, and it's like um, it's weird because it's like a it's like a bottomless pit, and 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 like it's your because you're because it's never satisfied. Yeah, and you're never satisfied, so yep. you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper because you're you're just never you, you got to have a bigger and better rush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about a great example of somebody who got caught in a sin spiral in the Bible uh, was Lot. Um, I'm reading about Abraham and Lot right now. Oh, he did get caught in a sin spiral. And, wow. Because Abraham said, hey, the land is yours. I'll Whatever way you go, I'll go the other way because we're both so prosperous. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that Lot looked and the the land near Sodom looked good. It was like fertile. It was fertile, fresh. So it wasn't. He he just that area looked desirable. He wasn't going into Sodom or like living in that that sinful city, but just the area near it looked the, really you know, good. It doesn't it doesn't seem as if he's longing for Sodom in that moment. No, he it, it just goes, and so he's living in the plain in that general area. Yep. And then the next time you read about Lot, though. It says that he's in the village next to Sodom. Hmm. So he's gotten a little bit closer. Okay. And then the next time you read about it, or read about Lot, he's sitting at the city gate of Sodom with the officials. Hmm. Like with the high up, the high power people of that city, he's talking with them and he's and you realize he lives in that city now. And I was thinking, man, that is such a picture of how sin works in our life. It's, it doesn't look that bad. It's just the plain in that general area. It looks fertile. It looks like a good place to go. And then it just slowly brought him in closer and closer and closer until he was right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And so, so Louis Giglio was talking about this. And then he said, there's a time in your life where you need, when you come to that realization and you need to make an adjustment, hmm. you need to change something. Wake up and say, Whoa. Wake up. And he said, a lot of people have a difficult time making the right adjustment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's so... And then he just kind of moved on to the next thing. I was like, oh, wait, I want to I want to talk about that. Yeah, that is something <laughs> you want to like expound on. Let's go into this a little deeper. Yeah. And so I wanted to hear maybe from you, Pastor Luke, what, what is some, some good ways that people can uh, 
transition or make a change? What are some things that people can do to help them make a healthy adjustment in their life? I immediately uh, thought of dating relationships. Okay, yeah. So many times people struggle once they start getting in a dating relationship. They struggle in their walk with the Lord once they start dating. I did when I was in high school. Yeah. I got into a dating relationship and I started to struggle. Yeah. And for me, the only way that I made, I, when I made this one adjustment, yeah, everything got better. And that was breaking up. <laughs> yeah. That was the one adjustment. Right. It's, it's, um, Pastor Tim told this story in a message he just preached a couple Sundays ago. And uh, he 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 said uh, he, it's funny because Pastor Tim is telling a story about another pastor. So right, that's a weird <laughs> third party reference here in the <laughs> podcast. But so Pastor Tim's preaching. He's telling a story that he heard from another pastor, and this pastor said that he was counseling this young man after service at the all and the altar area, and the young man said, "Please pray for me. I'm really anxious and I'm feeling quite depressed." And uh, so I'd really love some prayer. And so the pastor says, well, when did you start feeling like this? Yeah. And the kid responds and says, well, when I moved in with my girlfriend. Right. And the pastor said, well, well, there you go. Right. You've entered into a life of sin, and now you're yeah. feeling anxious and depressed. Yeah. So, what, you know, the pastor then, I think, gave him the advice of you should move out. Yeah. And, and get your joy and peace back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so... He he had you have to stop and make this adjustment. That's difficult. It is difficult. He's, he's living with his girlfriend. That is, it's committed, man. Right. That's a commitment. And to, Absolutely. And to, and to just say, hey, listen, um, I got to move out. Uh, we're probably gonna break. Yes, it's probably gonna end in us ending the relationship. But but I've got to make these changes. Right. In order to get back to, into a fervent walk with the Lord. Yeah. And you know what I have found when what? when those decisions are being made? There is not understanding and support from the other person. <laughs> yeah. They're not like, oh, <laughs> they're not excited for you. Right. They're not happy about your decision. No, they're combative. Absol- they're oh, disagreeing with you. So to end it is difficult. You have to break up. Yep. You have to say, hey, listen, I I know we were friends, but this whole thing has gotten dysfunctional and bad. Uh, it's not good for me. I, I can't speak for you, but it doesn't seem to be going good for you either. Um, I, I'm out. We're done. You yeah. know, and to run away. <laughs> run yeah. away. It's like Joseph yeah. ran from Potiphar's wife. Yeah. Ah, that's good. Ran away. Get her, you. That's how you end these things sometimes is you run away and they don't like it. But you just say, oh, my goodness, my walk with the Lord is more important. So those are, that yeah. immediately came to my mind, Pastor Aaron, when you talked about Stopping and making a change yeah. when something feels wrong. I, I hate to see it. I hate when it happens. But a lot of young people, they're walking with the Lord. They're serving the Lord. They're coming to church. They're coming to events. They're surrounded by a community of friends of the same sex. Yeah, they're, They seem to be doing wonderful. And then all of a sudden, they show up to church one evening with a, with a boyfriend or girlfriend. And then they... Slowly drift away. Yep. And you never see them ever again. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they died, but they didn't. But it's like they died. Right. And you want to say what I'm about to say is please 
please just break up with this person and come back to your walk with the Lord. Yeah. It's more important. But it's hard to say that because it hurts people's feelings, but I'm saying it right now. Break up and come back to church. Yeah. Just saying it. Yeah, and, and I think that that needs to be an honest moment. I think one of the biggest things about making an adjustment is being able to be really honest with yourself and be able to look around and realize, I need to get out of this place. Yeah. I, I need to make an adjustment and realizing that you're in a place where you need to make an adjustment. I remember, I'll give you guys an example. I remember being in a relationship. I wasn't planning on talking about relationships a whole bunch today, but I guess we are. This is where the podcast <laughs> is flowing. This is where it, where it takes us. And I remember being, I was right out of high school. I was in a relationship and I wasn't, I, I was an IMA student at the time. And so I was, I was at the church all the time. I was at every service. And so it wasn't, I physically wasn't drifting away from, from the church or anything like that. But I had become, I mean, I'll be super honest. I'd become disobedient in my walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. There, I've, I would pray and feel the Holy Spirit so strong me, so strongly telling me to do something. And, but it was going to affect my relationship negatively. Hmm. And I thought I really liked this girl. And so I said, oh, I, I, I'm just going to ignore it. I just tried to ignore it. And eventually I, we, I had to break up with her because mm-hmm. I was like so I, – I woke up. just I was in a prayer time with the Lord. I was like, man, it is going to be so – my life is going to be so much better if right now I decide I'm, we need to break up and I'm going to obey what the Lord is telling me to do. Yep. And I had to be able to come to that realization, though, to make that adjustment. Hmm. And I think, I think that can be some of the, the most difficult things that we have to do is to realize we need to make an adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes uh, – I don't know if the word is courage or it takes um, – some, something in you has got to get moving. I don't know yeah. what it, and Lou Giglio is right when he says a lot of people don't have the they don't have the something's not in them to make that switch. Yeah. When you're spiraling down. Right. It, it's difficult to make that switch. I think you have a hard time disappointing people cuz I'll say this I I think if you're going to make a if you're spiraling down in sin there's it's a you're doing it with people right and so when you make the switch it affects people yeah and i really think that many don't make the switch because they don't want to ruffle feathers and with the people in their life yeah they'd rather keep the peace they don't like confrontation they don't like disappointing people they don't they like people like making others happy Let's yeah. just be honest with you. No, 100%. I, think, I mean, I like making people happy. Yeah. I make, unfortunately, I wish I could make everybody happy, but I, I don't. Yeah. Sometimes you got to tell people the truth. You got to give people work and you got to yeah. tell people what to do and they don't like it. But that's sometimes life. And so you're, who, who knows? But really, people really struggle to, to make the switch because they don't like disappointing people. Yeah. And I think that goes, so we've kind of been talking about using the example of like a boyfriend or girlfriend, but that goes way beyond that. I've seen with so many people who will, maybe they they get saved out of a a lifestyle of sin or didn't even really have a relationship with God at all before. And all of a sudden, man, God radically moves in their life. They come to church, they're getting saved, and they're just on fire for Jesus. 
But they're, they're like that seed in the parable uh, when Jesus is talking about you know, those four kinds of seed that gets cast out. And all of a sudden, the cares of life come in. Yeah. The, the pressures of life come in. They sprouted up quickly. But then all of a sudden, the, their friends start to get disappointed with them because they're not with them as much. Yep. Their family isn't talking to them as much because they're at church all the time and they disapprove. And, and so because of the, the disapproval from, from outside sources, their, their old friends or their family, I mean, the Bible, Jesus says that those plants got choked out mm-hmm. and they eventually just died. And, and we've see, we see that all the time where people just kind of slowly drift back yeah. because of the people that they're around. Yes. And so I totally agree with you that sometimes you have to be willing to, unfortunately, to maybe hurt somebody's feelings. Uh, oh, yeah. To, oh. To, to say no. Oh, yeah. To somebody. And, and to instead say yes to being at church, to being surrounded by God-loving people. Mm-hmm. So Jesus said, <laughs> this is crazy. This is not my words. This is Jesus' words. I came to defi- divide. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hard verse for people. Well, he, 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 he says, I came to divide fathers from sons, yep. children, children from parents. Uh, I came to divide this, this whole thing because people are going to choose to follow me, and that will, that will make a division yep. between a Jesus follower and a non-Jesus follower. Yep. And you, you've got to separate from that. You've got, yeah. to, you've got to leave family at times to 100%. honor the Lord. Yeah. You've got to leave friends at times to follow Jesus. And Jesus said it numerous times in, a, in, a, in Luke and in Matthew and Mark and numerous examples of, I, I have come to divide. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And, and when I think about that is Jesus says this too, that it, and I think it's in, in the Matthew version. Jesus says this right after he says that, he starts talking about how you have to take up your cross. At, if you want to be a Jesus follower, if you want to be a Christian, take up your cross and follow him. And then he talks about, and if you deny my heavenly father here on earth, then in his presence, I'm going to deny you. Hmm. But if you... Are not confess. ashamed. Yeah, if you confess me. If you confess me in front of others and you are not ashamed of me in front of others, mm-hmm. then I will confess you in front of my Father and I will not be ashamed of you mm-hmm. when, when you stand before him. And man, when you compare those two scenarios, when you say, okay, I could, I could really try to make everybody love me here on earth. Mm-hmm. Or I could have a loving relationship with God in heaven for eternity. Hmm. The comparison, it seems to be so easy. The it, choice is to be in a loving relationship with God for eternity. Yeah. But it's hard sometimes in the moment to come to, to see those two options as clearly there's, as they are. There's like three good examples in the Bible that Jesus has with three different individuals where he clearly tells them to make a cut it cut things off right now. Yeah. I think of one w- with the rich man. Yep. Where he he comes to Jesus says, "How where's what how do I get eternal life?" Yeah. And Jesus says, "Follow all the commands. I've done that since I was a youth." Yeah. Then Jesus says, "Sell everything you have and give it to the poor." Because he was a rich man. Yeah. Now, that's a, that's cutting off. Yeah. That that's a big adjustment. 
And Jesus is telling this individual to do that. Why? Because this individual had an idol of wealth in his heart. Yep. And mm-hmm. Jesus knew that if you're going to follow me, we got to divide that. We got to divide this off you. We got to cut this off you. Yeah. So oh, yeah. he called him out to that. Right, yeah. and the guy went away sorrowful because so he walked away sad because he had great wealth. He had great wealth, and he didn't. He liked it more than he liked Jesus. Yeah, that's as simple as it gets. Boom. There's another instance where where a guy says, "Jesus, I'm going to follow you," and Jesus says, "Great, let's go." And he goes, "Well, first let me go home and bury my father." Yeah, and Jesus responds, "So, oh, Jesus is so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is such a bully." Yeah. He says, "Let the spiritually dead." Bury the dead. Yeah. Don't don't go back home to bury your father. Follow right. me. Why would Jesus tell this guy to do that? I can only guess that once this guy goes back to bury his father, he's gonna lose the passion yeah. to to leave it all behind right. to follow Jesus. So Jesus is telling this man, don't even go home to bury your father. Let your spiritually dead family bury him. Yeah. Follow me. Become alive. Right. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And there's another example, too. Right along with the guy who says, I want to follow you. And Jesus says, let's go. And he says, well, first let me bury my father. There's yeah. another guy right in the exact same uh, paragraph. Yeah. He he says, okay, I'm, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And he and Jesus says, let's go. And he says, well, wait, wait, wait. I think I got to go like inspect some land or sell off some cows. I can't remember what he says. I can't remember exactly what he says either. But it's something <laughs> along the lines of I got to – I got. let me sell off some of these cows first. Um, yeah, it has something to do, with, I think, with his house or something. Cause, yeah. Because then Jesus says, Let well, me get my house in order. I think it's let me get my house in order because Jesus' foxes have dens and birds have nests, but I got nowhere to lay my head. And essentially he's telling – yeah, and so this guy had an idol of of like some sort of safety. Yeah. And Jesus is telling him – don't even go home to lock things up. And and I'll let you all I'll let you tell you something else. I don't even know where I'm laying my head down tonight. Right. And the guy was like, freaked the guy out and he didn't follow Jesus. He didn't follow Jesus. You know, there's another example though. This one turned out a little bit differently. Jesus at the beginning of his ministry is walking along the shore of the lake of Gal- the Sea of Galilee, and he sees some fishermen. And he calls to them and says, Come follow me. And they made the adjustment. Left their nets. Is this James the sons and John, of the sons, sons of Zebedee. Sons of Zebedee. They left their nets and they they left their father and the hired hands in the boat. Like that was the only thing they ever knew how to do was commercial fish, mm-hmm. and they left it because of one command from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looks like to make an adjustment. As this is ever this maybe this is all I've ever known, mm-hmm. and it's safety and it's security and it's it's the family business, right? Yeah, yeah, and you're you're <laughs> celebrated in it. Yeah, you're you're gonna take over the business one day. We're yeah. so ex- and James and John, Jesus said, "Come follow me," and they're like, "All right, see you, Dad. See you, commercial fisherman. Yep, we're gonna follow this rabbi." Yeah, they 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 had they the all these people were asked to make a switch, make yeah. a sacrifice, cut things off, bring division, yeah. bring bring a harsh end to this thing. Yeah. And some could, few could. Few could. And most didn't. <laughs> most didn't. But think about the ones that did. We're still, we know their names. Yeah. We know their stories. We tell their stories. 2,000 years later, they still, they're, they're famous. Yeah. 
Uh, and you know, there, Jesus would say that all the time. I remember when Jesus was at the house of a tax collector, and the woman, a prostitute, came in. Yeah, and she washed his feet with her tears, wiped them with her hair, and then anointed him with very expensive perfume. Yeah, and the tax collector, the tax collector got upset because. He was letting this filthy woman touch him. Right. And, and and not only just letting this filthy woman touch him, but he was also upset about the wasting of the perfume. Right. And, and, the, and the scene and everything like that. And, and when Jesus just says, listen, this this woman has washed my feet. You didn't you didn't offer me anything to wash my feet. Yeah. You didn't offer me water to wash my feet. You didn't give me a towel to, to dry my feet. You didn't give me uh, you, you didn't give me anything to make me smell good. And she's broke the most expensive thing that she owns. Yeah. And then he says, because of this act that she has done, she will be remembered for eternity. Yeah. Wherever the gospel is preached, her story will be told. And it's being told right now. It's being told right now. And because she was willing to make an adjustment, to make a sacrifice. Yeah. Give it all up to follow Jesus. She gave it all up. She said she right there, she walked into that room knowing she's going to be judged. Yep. She made a big sacrifice there. Then she broke open the probably the one thing that was her safety net when it came to income. Yep. If I 100%. Could, if I ever had fallen hard times, I could sell this. Right. It's worth a year's wage. Yeah. And and I'll be okay for at least a year. She broke it open, poured yep. it out. Man, she cut off things. She made a big, she made a big switch. Yeah. <laughs> and those tax collectors, and I'm sure other people in that house, they didn't want to make that kind of switch. Right. They didn't. And and look what it cost them. Look what it cost them. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I want to just kind of conclude maybe as I think we're, we're getting close on time here. Yeah, we are. Is just, just wrap up and saying, <clears throat> man, we want to encourage you guys to, to make the sacrifice, make the switch. Uh, before you're so deep in a sin spiral like Lot was, mm. you know, may, maybe you're like, oh, but Pastor Ann, I'm not like so far down where I have this like giant wake-up call where I hit rock bottom. It doesn't need to take that. If you feel like you're in any kind of a situation where you've, you're given into sin just a little bit. Maybe you're just like Lot that very first time. I'm just near the vicinity of where the sin is going on. What would have happened if Lot would have made an adjustment right then? Yeah. He would have never even gotten into Sodom. He, his wife would have never been turned into a pillar of salt. <laughs> yeah. like, he would, it would have saved him so much heartache. I wish Lot would have said, I don't think, I wish Lot would have just said, you know, I don't think I want to go that way because it's close to Sodom. Right. I'm I'm just. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go north instead. Right. And Abraham would have been like, okay, then I won't go near Sodom either. Right. I'll go south. I'll go south. Yeah. And and they both would have been just fine. Yes. And and so that's what I want to encourage you guys today is don't even give sin a second thought. Hmm. Don't give in to that temptation. Make the adjustment. Do whatever it takes. Make the sacrifice mm-hmm. to be fully in, all in for Jesus. I like it. I'm all in, baby. <laughs> all in. Let's go. Yep. And um, I say that with humility in my heart. You know, <laughs> you never know what a day may bring or what temptation may come my way. But Lord, I humbly pray that I stay all in. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, it's been good to be with you today, audience. We'll be right back here next week for Podcast 39. You heard it. 
Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. 